my guy. Yo. Thank you for being a part of this. I appreciate it. Not a problem, sir. You know, got to make time when we can. Ah, man. All right, man. You know, maintaining like everybody else. <laughs> just, yeah. uh, Congratulations on the new project you and uh, 606 just put out. Uh, thank you, sir. Like I said, uh, it's been a while, so we had to, you know, yeah. knock some of the rust off. Yeah. When was <laughs> so, the last time y'all put one out? It was probably 2008. Oh, wow. That's been a while. <laughs> wow, I didn't know it was that long. Somewhere around in that time. It's been a while. Damn it, man. For real? That for, for the Konami code? Yeah. Or maybe it might be 2010. But yeah, I mean, it's Shit. somewhere it's in that long. range. Yeah, man. Wow. I thought something was at the Konami code, no? Uh, not with us. Nah, that was uh, that. And then it was, you know, his stuff. Then my stuff. Then stuff we did. And okay, time flies, man. Yeah. <laughs> then we all got lives to le- to live. So that that yep. becomes another part of it. Yeah, you know, creativity dry up every once in a while, so you got to sit yeah, back and goes up and down as well with the creativity. Yep. How many uh, tracks was on the, the new one? A ten. You know, we we stick with the the good old Illmatic number for most. Of it. <laughs> yeah, that's a righteous number, I guess. Yep. You know, no, I have yet to listen long. to it though, so I can't really give an assessment on it, and I haven't really been in the mode of listening to anybody else's stuff because of the creative side with me oh, that's yeah. happening. So I choose not to engage in any type of uh, music listening. Now, you guys would be a different subject for me because that would be motivation and inspiration to write. Right, right. But with you all. But I don't listen to, like, if I'm listening to rap music, I'm listening to, like, filler music. So... It's not necessarily something that's going to do anything for me. You know, it's like any, yeah. not anything that's going to excite me or make me go, oh, wow, I need to figure out how to keep up with this guy. I don't, I'm basically just listening to, uh, I ain't going to say it's trash, but. <laughs> but you know, just uh, some entertaining. It's not, it's not qualified. Yeah, it's just not qualified to be like, oh, that's dope or anything like that. And if it's not that, then it's probably some old shit from the 90s or early 2000s or something. Hey, I'm wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, she usually ain't going nowhere. No, <laughs> so it's like, uh, check it when you get to it. As a producer, I know you stay in your lane, but have you ever thought about doing like the old trap music or drill music? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's like I could do it. That's the thing. I know I could do it. Yeah. I mean, I've had, <laughs> you know, I've had tracks. Maybe two or three tracks that are close to that trap vein. Really? Like, if you listen to, uh, whenever you listen to the Konami Code, the new one, there's one on there that's kind of close to that. Mm. I'm going to have to check but, it out. Check it out. But my thing is, I mean, it's like, it's kind of, it's okay. I mean, being from Chicago and the kind of stuff we listen to is not like out the realm of possibility. For me to you know i heard that stuff yeah forever but yeah i don't want to deal with the people that brings 
you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, you gonna get a you gonna get a lot of people, man. And you know, regardless of if they know how to rap or not, they don't care. They, not at all. They wanna they wanna trap and drill, you know. The thing about it is, is that uh, the Chicago scene, our music was kind of like already that, you know, or at least the yeah. the beats were, because we were already right. heavy on hi-hats and bass and things like that, right? So yep. you got Legendary Trackster and anyone else at the time that was, well, not anyone, but those who already had that vein of, of, of musicianship going on. Right. Or beat makers, you know, beat makers that were doing it. But I think there were others who, who weren't following that, you know what I mean? So um, we've always had a, a well-balanced um, body of work as far as producers go. Even when you listen to like Do or Die, you hear that yeah. type of sound. It's not right. bass as bass heavy, 808 heavy or anything like that. But the quality of the music is fucking there. Like, we we know that. We've been doing yeah. that, you know? Right. That's what Mike. Yeah. Uh, to me, it reminds me of the whole gang banging thing too. You know, when people say, you know, I'm from this, I'm from here, and gang banging started over in, on the yeah, West Coast. Okay. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, okay. Like, Motherfuckers been here doing that a long fucking time, man. For a half, was it half a century or more? At least. Long. Yeah, so that shit was already here. Willie Lord and all them brothers, man. Salute and God bless the lives and legacy of all of them. But, um, yeah, yeah, so that's that's been a thing. Yeah, so you know, it's like you know, in in my forties, man, in the forties, it's like, bro. Yeah. If I'm a if I'm a deal with something, I, I I don't need to be super stressed out, or you know, or I don't need a certain level of. Not that everybody that would rap over trap beats would be like ignorant. That's yeah. not the case. I mean, it's some you know. Some dope people and some intelligent people that still just like trap beats, but you got to filter through how many you know knuckleheads and just raggedy rappers. Yeah, to get to those, you know what I'm saying. I, I ain't got time to really yeah. go through that and wade through all the garbage. I'm like, man, I feel like the only way that you could get through that is to have them send you like a demo or have them rap when they get there, right? You know, like, let me hear what you got. That's the thing, like, I've had people like, all right, well, what are you doing? Like, send me something. Well, I ain't got nothing, but uh, I'm nice, man. <laughs> all, right. all right, that's cool. Me too, my guy. I'm <laughs> yep. nice too, straight all up. Right. So when you get something, let me know. You know, let me know what you're working with over here. But Yeah, it's, um, I know for you and for 606, it's, it's, a, it's a matter of quality. Yeah. Over quantity, you know, just being in in the realm of listening, having someone in the studio just running their damn lips and recording. Yeah, no, you know? no, 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 no. Seen, but I have seen people come to studios. I'm not gonna say where or who. I've been in studios where people are rhyming, they ain't not saying nothing. Oh, that's that's the wave. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> I feel like that's been like it's been like that for ten years, maybe twelve years now, though. Yeah, for me, probably right. Yeah, I think you about probably about right. Maybe yeah. longer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would say longer, but I, I t- I've t- I've taken notice of it in the last ten to twelve years. Like, yo, the engineer don't really give a shit. He's just trying to catch a. He's just trying to cash a paycheck. He's just trying to get paid. 
Yeah, I'm like, like, oh, so and so got money. All right, cool, come in. Yeah, and yeah, I've seen, I've right. seen guys go in there with fifty dollars or whatever, and they just, and the guys just like, oh, they can rap about whatever. And I've seen guys, excuse me, pay attention long enough because the guy that they have in there is um, paying three hundred dollars an hour. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I've been to different studios and I watched it, and I always ask the engineers about that, like. Yo, instead of just taking their money, why don't you educate them on the music that they got? Yeah, some of them, they probably tried <laughs> and then just get shut down because they're like, eh, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, like, oh, nigga, I'm in here paying you. <laughs> right. Like, you, you know, taking like, my money, bitch. Right, you know, just, just yeah. hit record. Make sure I sound good. Like, man, you know. I'm Stick to, to pressing you... buttons. Right, you know, trying to give you some advice, man. I, I got it. All right, man, you got it. Go ahead. That's the sad part, though. I mean, um, I've had this conversation before with someone else, and uh, I told them, like, growing up, we used to want to know about the music that we were listening to, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, We would tear open the packaging and look through all the credits. Yep. Do all that stuff to make sure that you had, excuse me, to make sure you had an understanding of uh, who was getting the publishing, who made what part of the beat, who recorded what vocals. You wanted to know about all the credits on the, on the tracks and everything. Now it's just like, you know, they don't research anything past the last couple months to a year to make sure that yeah. they have an understanding of where the music came from, you know, and it's kind of sad. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't help that, you know, stuff comes out so quick. That too, right? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, before, like, if I listen to the Tribe, I get what Tribe album. And it'd be years <laughs> before the next one. You know, you just rock out to it. Yeah. And ask, you know, a single pop up. You're like, oh, snap. Yeah. And it gave people time to appreciate an album and listen to it over and over, dissect it. And then it gave the artist time to actually, you know, try different stuff, you know, get their sound together and, you know, come up with a decent product. Do all that stuff. Now you got to come out and hit people with something in the head every month or every couple weeks yeah your name bubbling and all that which i i still disagree with i i, I still think there's a lack of appreciation for um, those who do, do have artistry and do for those who do just have, have decent music it kind of takes away from the quality of it all you know because when someone's constantly pushing shit at you you know yeah. how do you how do you really get to appreciate anything right it's all throwaway stuff or you know hot for a second, but it's like, on my list, you know, 20 years from now, am I going to go back? Like, man, you yeah. know what? There ain't a couple of songs, but overall, a lot of stuff, you'd be like, stuff you kind of pass over, like, uh, like, I mean, we had them joints in the 92, where it'd been like a song that was kind of, it may have had a good video, and people kind of rock with it for a second, but then... They disappear. <laughs> yeah, they disappear. Ain't nobody trying to, you know, yeah. pick that back up. Even with some of the music that came out back then, early on, like the golden era, I still treat that music. I feel like the behavior of that music kind of followed me. Like, I don't necessarily pick up a Tribe, a Trap Called Quest album all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like it's it's every every couple of months I'll pick up that album. You know you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. because of the way they put it out, the, the way their albums came out, I kind of would just pick up the music, you know? in the same vein, like every few months to, to get that, that constant feeling of, of good music from them and other people. 
And plus, I feel like you, maybe it's because of videos and everything else, but you would get a lot more variety. You would get exposed to a lot more variety and different sounds. Yeah. You might be at a point where, you know what, I'm listening to the Tribe, or I'm listening to Cube right now. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm listening to Outcast for this time, or whatever the case may be. That is the hard part about it, right? So now you got everybody doing the same thing. And back then, in that in that era of, of hip-hop, if you sounded like somebody else, that was like a sin. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like that you, that was biting. That was considered biting or stealing, you know? So you got talked about, you got dogged out. You know what I mean? Like you would get confronted about that, like the way Nas and, and Wu-Tang and, and those guys were going at it with Big back and forth and things like that. Um, now it's just okay for everybody to just trap and drill. Yeah, which I'm like, that's cool, but, you know, you can at least try to put some kind of extra flair, you know, something that made yeah. it you. Yeah. Like, that's my only real complaint. It's like I would like to be able to distinguish this from you know. Yeah. Where's the Where's the ingenuity? Where's right. Where's the Where's the character to to the music? Is everybody just doing the same thing? Exactly. That's what I'm like. But it is what it is, man. You know, I, I <laughs> you can only do what you can. You know, some people yeah. listen, some don't. But um, that's why you know I I kind of throw my hands up at most things like you know talk to a cousin or whatever that's doing the stuff and try to get some advice i want to take it cool you got it man <laughs> yeah I, I do i do try I, and that's yeah. you know me like I, i'm gonna try like i'm gonna i'm gonna sit there and try to hey you should try this or you should try that or not that they should try this or try that hey have you heard of this guy you know what i mean have you right. heard of that guy do you know who scarface is do you know who the ghetto boys are? Do you know who um, cash money is? Like things like that to try to make sure that they have a full understanding of where this this music came from. Slim Calhoun, um, like all those guys, MJG, A-Ball, do you understand like that part, that portion of the music? And some of them, they take to it. But again, just like with everything, everyone isn't gonna, gonna take, for, take to it. It's just gonna be those who are, you know, a part of that select group that want to um, learn and broaden their horizons about anything. I think it's, it's crazy because you know, you know, if they actually gave it a shot, it's like a lot of stuff is undeniable, especially considering what they would like. I'm like, bro, if you like this, I know if you go back and check this out, you yeah. really. Yeah. <laughs> but, you that's know, the reason why I do it. It's like, if you like that shit, man, that, that is nothing. Like, wait till you check this out, man. Check this shit right here out. You you gonna love this right here, you know? Yeah. But it's it's a far and few in between. Everybody wants to be a rapper. Um, I do this shit because I just love music, right? I just, right. I, just yeah, love, same. I, love, I love storytelling. I love lyricism. I love talking about my life. I love talking about uh concepts, topics, and issues. Like that's just something I just I just love doing. So I just do it just because. It's not like I ever tried to be. 20 million sold or anything like that. I just did it for the love of music, for the art itself. You know, right. but you, you got those who are out to collect the dollars. So I, I get it. Get your money, man. Yeah. Money, I, mean, I, never, I never knock nobody for that, but you always, always have to be aware of what you're putting out is, a, is an example or a reflection of you at the same time. So 
Exactly. Yeah, people it's all about. I want my mom to look at me weird when I try. Yeah. <laughs> like, Not just that, I mean, you, the, the, the type of environment or energy that you may invite with that type of shit, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, always conscious of that stuff, man. Yeah. I try to keep things as chill and peaceful as possible around these parts, so. Yeah. Take me back, man. When did you first get into uh, producing? Uh, seriously, it was probably 2003, but I had messed around with stuff on other people's equipment on and off through, like, the late 90s. Somebody have an NPC, like, hey, try some stuff out. But at that time, like, getting anything like that seemed like buying a brand new car. Like, bro, ain't no way I'm going to have enough money to to get, you know, a $3,000 <laughs> MPC, you know, yeah. 60 or something crazy. So it was like a pipe dream for the most part. Like, ah, I could do it, but yeah, I'm broke. So, no, you go on. And then around late 90s, like 99 or something like that, 98, somewhere in there, when I was working uh, at Best Buy at the time, ran to my guy, Lou, and he had the software, like, cool edit. And he like, man, you can make beats in here, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, word. So I'm like, yeah, let me try this stuff out. So tinkered around with it for a while. Got that, got acid and some other few programs and just fumbled around for a minute. And um getting all right. And then around 2003, one of my best friends from kindergarten, guy Lavoy, he he was in in Jackson and he came back up here. He's like, Yeah, I'm moving back up to Chicago, you know. I'm like, oh, that's what's up. You know, he Lived over on 80, 87 Anthony. Yeah, over off Anthony, right near us. Right. So, you know, and he was a DJ, and this is the guy that, uh, back when I started really collecting music in like sixth, seventh grade, he lived around the record store. So I'll give him money, and he'd be like, man, I'll pick it up for you. And get the tape where he would, you know, make dubs and stuff for me and everything. So he was uh, trying to get a DJ on. So he working and he's like, yeah, man, you know, I'm trying to do the stuff. You're trying to start producing. I'm like, all right, that's what's up. Might do something. Uh, so then he gets murdered that year. Mm. So at that point, it was like, all right. Did the murder happen? Do you know? Do you know? Yeah, he was in the car with his friend. And they were just, they were actually outside of CVS in the car, like, right? I guess they had stopped there before they was about to go somewhere. And someone just walked up to the car and just shot into the car and then just bounced. Wow. Now, that's a guy that was never in the gang. Yeah, him or his friend, no no gang affiliation, nothing. So it wasn't like somebody was trying to get him. They ain't have, you know, they ain't take nobody's girl and nothing crazy. It was just one yeah. of the things. So once he got killed, that kind of put me in the overdrive. Like, man, all right, well, he's not here to help fulfill what he was trying to do. So I got to keep going to do more. So at that point, I was just every day just sitting there, just trying, making stuff, making stuff, making stuff, making stuff. 
And and here we are in 20, <laughs> 2020, almost 21. Mm-hmm. Still going. Um, yeah, it was just like went from software, bunch of different stuff. Uh, ended up getting the MPC 1000 a little bit later. And around the time I got that, uh, which I think was 2005 or so. Can't remember. Yeah, but that's around the time I met uh six and uh and fails and everything. Okay. That was the uh beginning of good old critical mass stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Which was uh at that point, what was it? It wasn't uh it wasn't critical mass, it was something else. Damn. Operation destruction, op destruct, that's what it is. Op-destruct? Yep, op-destruct, because it was, uh, Will's Got Threat was around at that point, too, the, the lyrical threat. So, yeah, so that's when that, that kind of happened, and then, like, the same year, the following year, that's when, um, those one had the thing where you could submit music, then that's when I submitted a CD, and they, uh, they started playing some of those joints on TV, Oh, from at from uh, at Dose One. Yeah. Okay. Then at that point, that's when I knew I was like, okay, I can't be that whack. Cause then mm-hmm. I started getting people. You know, it was MySpace days, so then people went to my page. Hey, man, you the guy that was on the Dose One? I'm like, oh yeah, it's me. I released the first album I did, which was uh, Twenty Thousand Leads under the mainstream. And next thing I know, sales was just like, I'm like, dang, like what the hell, like. Like, all right, got to be something, you know, got to be something. All these hours, you know, didn't go to waste, so. Yeah. Yeah, no no turning back, still going. Did that translate into anything from uh, MySpace? Were the people able to keep up with you to this day and still, like, try to do music with you or? Uh, there. There's only like a handful of people that have continued to follow me. Like one guy, um, by the name of, I guess, Def Justice. You can probably find him on uh, Twitter and Instagram stuff like that. I inspired him and helped him in producers. Now he's uh, been producing and been pretty dope. So I've been helping him out since since back then. So 2005. Okay. Another guy that I've met from that whole thing and MySpace and Adult Swim, he ended up starting his own little indie label with beats oh, and everything. Wow. So, so, yep, so I still from here time to time to check in. So you Have you ever done any work with, with, with him, the one that started the indie indie label? Uh, Nope, it's always one thing like, yeah, let's do something. And then, you know, something happened like, oh, okay, maybe next time. So, yeah, at some point it's going to happen, but it just never panned out unfortunately okay um but yeah i mean him and a few others but there's like a handful of people that'll appear and sometimes i'll go on my band camp and somebody be like man i remember you was from uh the adult swim thing like dang you still (laughs) around (laughs) yeah big break my guy yeah you know i mean it's one of them things like man if i knew i was gonna do that you know, I would have thought I would, you know, have some other stuff in place. But you yeah, know, I was just about point, to ask you, like, did you ever decide at any point to put any, have any more placement with Adult Swim? 
oh man, they they had ended up changing manager. You know, the, everything changed at that point. So all them people were gone and have been able to get really in touch with anybody, and they don't even okay. operate the same, unfortunately. Flying Lotus was uh, like a producer over there too on that dose one, right? Man, yeah, he you know you know Flying Lotus is ridiculous, but yeah, he like super blew up because they was wrote that is stuff in rotation like damn it twenty four seven whenever yeah. that was on. Yeah, we well, get catch up with that person and and do anything link up. Mm mm. No. Nope. Unfortunately, no. That sucks. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, but what can you do? Still here though, so I mean it's never too late. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, got other other adult things going on right now, you know. Time was a little more free back yeah. then. But, um I mean I still I got some other stuff I wanna do before I uh if I was to call it quits, I got a couple more ideas I wanna get out before uh Oh shit! You gonna call it quits? I pondered it, but I don't know. You know, sometimes you know people pump fake. Like, yeah, I quit, and then you know next year, now nah, now nah, I was playing. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, sometimes it's kind of like, man. Sometimes you feel like, what's the point? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like, well, I do it. I'm, I enjoy it, but to like put it out. And sometimes you don't get the response you know you probably should get. Not that you should be like on top of billboard or nothing like that, but it's like, man, you know, trying to just get people to check it out is uh is a little rough these days. Yeah, it's a whole process to it. Yeah, it's like so yeah, I mean it's not a downer kind of thing. Kind of like, yeah, you know, or if I I wouldn't say I would stop, but maybe I might slow stuff down. Cause, you know, depending on the year, I can release like three, four more random projects with, you know, so let's say it, it might be one that's just me with instrumentals. Then I might do a remix. And then I got collaboration album with two or three other people. And so I can, so like this year, I'll at least, at least four or five. You did? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like you released like four or five this year. It, it'll it'll end up being by the end of the year because I'm working on one with a uh, guy JB Swift right now. That's almost okay. done. Then um, with Jelani, and that should be everything works out by like December. I started working with them and. Shit, I don't even remember when. And he said he was working on some other stuff. He had some other projects that he needed to work on. So mm-hmm. I, guess, I guess he got into work mode on those, on those things because I haven't heard from him in a while. And then I know me and you have some stuff that uh needs to be uh, hashed out, fleshed out and everything. Yep. I mean. It's like, was it two, three? Uh... Maybe two. Maybe two. Think, okay. Yeah, I think probably about two, depending on uh, what needs to be added or if anything needs to be added. Or yeah, whatever. I just need to go through them, bro, because I'm not sh- I mean, It's been so long. Like, when right. you're separated from, from doing the music, 
you don't, I don't, you don't necessarily know what you got in there. So I just start to record all over again because I'm not aware of everything that's there. Even with the projects that I think we were talking about days ago or weeks ago, I, I, I forgot about this stuff. And I was like, what songs are even in there? And then just now when you mentioned 20,000 leagues under the, under the mainstream, I was like, oh, I use some of that. Yes. <laughs> you know, so I, I'm like, hey, you could you do that and put that, and, you know? And so it's, it's a lot. Like, I had to get on the phone with you and figure it all out because I know it's, I know it's, some, it's some material there. Even with 606, there's mm -hmm. stuff there with him. And I, I was like, man, I know off the top of my head, there's got to be at least six songs that I could I could sit down with him, you know, and try to flesh out and put together. As a yeah. project. Yeah, that's, that's for certain. I mean, I guess the, the one good thing about now is that you don't even need to do a, a long project or anything else. You can do a good, solid EP and, you know, yeah, and keep it moving. Yeah. Um, I don't mind doing the EPs of six to seven songs or eight. Um, but if I'm going to do a solid body of work, I probably would dig a little bit deeper into it. Mm -hmm. Unless I know the, the the song format isn't enough to handle, you know that big of a that big of a rotation. So, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, part of being an artist get you <clears throat> get there, get your point across. Get yeah, and get out the way. Just get out the way. Get the point out there, and then move out the way, and let people say whatever they got to say about it. Exactly. Like, man, here we is. You know. Did you? Uh, Listen to the project that Jay Electronica and Jay Z have. Mm -hmm. What did yeah, you think of that? Um, let's see. What do, I don't want to put this. Uh, I thought it was it was cool. Yeah, I think the problem. Well, what's what's the problem? I would say with it, the problem is that them Just Blaze songs came out <laughs> years ago. So when you listen to Exhibit C and all the other stuff, and then that's in your mind. So you're like, okay. So that's what James sound like. <laughs> right. So Jay and he got Jay Z on there too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you hear play and it's like well, <laughs> you can't so <clears throat> I think that didn't help. You know, I think if I would have heard this album before that, or if those tracks never existed. I might have, I might have, you know, accepted a little, little bit more. Like, oh, okay, you know, yeah. that's pretty. Yeah. Also, just on some nerdy mix stuff. Even though Guru mixed it, it sounded like something that you know, your neighborhood engineer put together with with the guys around the corner. Like, yeah. But understanding that, you know, is. All them tracks was from Jay Electronica. He just gave him what he had, two tracks, and he just had to do, you know, try to make it work. Yeah, try to like, make it right. So I, I, can't, I can't fault him, but yeah, you know, it did sound, it didn't sound like what you thought. Well, once again, going back, just Blaze, don't sound like Exhibit C. You know, yeah. the quality. Of and it. I think that was the biggest thing because I did try to erase that portion of my mind, like I. In today's world, it's probably best to just kind of like come in with a clean slate because we don't necessarily know what we're going to get from the artists, right? Right. So when I listened to it, I was just like, oh, okay. 
And that's why I got. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I like you that. had Jay on here for every song. Okay. Yeah, like. Which is not a normal thing for Jace. And some people called it a Watch the Throne 2 or whatever it was, whatever they thought it was. But to me, it was just like, okay, cool. You had Jay on it. But the, what I was looking for was a body of work where he stood his ground and he right. let people know why he's why he could be considered in that level of a God MC, you know what I mean, or something like that, to be to follow up with Rakim and Nas and um, maybe even Razzcast to a certain degree, you know, guys like that. Right. Who could talk that type of talk. But um, I didn't get that. I didn't get that. So then I went back and I listened to it with production and him more in mind. And I came to the conclusion of where is Jess Blaze uh, album. <laughs> You know, I was like, yo, right. play this album with this type of stuff. Right. I mean, I don't know if Just Blade was, you know, just talking outside his neck, but I remember years back, him talking about, yeah, I'm listening to the album right now. Like, he said it's done. Like, what he did was done. Yeah. It I just, saw him you know, on um, The Breakfast Club, and what he said was that he has it on his phone and he listens to it every now and again. I'd rather he just not said anything. Say what? I'd rather he just didn't say anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they worked yeah. on it, man. They put it together, you know? Uh, I'm just saying the fact that I'm never going to hear it. And I, I already know. I mean, just based off the two songs he had, you know there's other stuff on there that's at least, if not on par, but probably a few that's probably better than what we heard before. Yeah. I would like to think it's better than what than the stuff that we, that's already out here, or it just goes along. It's just more yeah. cohesive, and that that just makes it more depressing. I'm like, damn it, man! Like, yeah. Uh, Do you think that he may be the type of a uh, rapper, MC, or artist that is uh more self, uh, more worried about what he hears and what other people, th- or he could be more worried about what other people hear than what he hears. I think that's definitely what it is. <laughs> you know, I think it's, it's not a bad thing to, you know, be. I mean, it's probably rather freeing, you know. He's happy with it and cool, you know. He's more worried about what he wanted to get across. Yeah, I, I just feel like that those that's one of the things that why we haven't heard much music from him is because he's more uh, concerned with what people are going to say. You know, he, he's worried about the critics and everything. I mean, I don't know for a fact, but I, I was just thinking that, you know, like, ooh. Uh, I, uh, even even to have Jay-Z on every song, you know, yeah. like, you pulled that off, my guy. Like, there ain't too many people on this planet that can, that can do that Man. alone. So the fact that you were able to say something very distinct about you, your character, and what Jay thinks of you. So I would have figured, I, I felt that, or I would have thought that, you know, you, you would go a lot harder at doing this music shit because it is Jay, you know. But. Yeah, I'm, I almost, I feel like this album only came out because of Jay-Z was on it. I yeah. feel like Jay-Z just was like, we need you to come out with something. Something. So I'm I'm sitting here with you. We got like a weekend. Let's just knock out some songs and see what happens. Yeah, or they just chose some throwaways or something. Yeah. I don't 
don't, I don't know what it was, what was the process. I'm not in that room. Uh, you know, that's high and mighty and above me and anything that I got going on. But it was just kind of like, when I, you listen to it, you like, and I got people in my head, like, oh, this, that album is called, I'm like, yo, you just, you're a fan, you know, like, it's different when you talk to me than from somebody that, you know, is listening to music with a different type of ear. So when people are just fans, I, I expect them to say, oh, that, that's, that's one of the dopest albums this year. And I expect to hear that type of shit. But right. if you are listening to it and you you have an expectation that you kind of, and it doesn't, it doesn't reach that, then you kind of just like, well, what, what are we listening to right now, you know? Exactly. Which, I mean, I would say, I mean, the album is good. You know, just over in general, it's, it's good. You know, I, I don't, I didn't hear anything that was whack. Yeah. But, but you know. But was, were you impressed? No. Okay. And compared <laughs> to the things that he had already done, he was like, yo, yeah. if this is what this shit is going to sound like with Jazz Blaze, this album is going to be fucking bananas. Exactly. It's gonna be bananas. Like, there's no way this is this is gonna be a letdown. But again, I don't know who those producers were on that album. I don't. I don't know. That's all him. Oh, he produced that. Yeah, that's all like his beats. Wow, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's the other thing. Like, those are beats that he all he had was a two track. He didn't even have like the section files. <laughs> so it was just whatever he had. He was just sending and, it. Yeah. No. <laughs> so you know, like, so hey, I mean, at least something came out, I guess. You know, at least you can say something dropped, but yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, yeah, I mean, I I, so even even in that space where you, it's it's Jay, yeah, Z, bro. Like, you you got to, you have to, you can't keep up like you gotta try to kill jay because he coming in there with the blaze out the guns he coming in with everything yep you know like that 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 is a dude that's gonna attack so like i don't know i don't know man i just expect i was expecting something better and maybe just because of the whole just blaze thing for me you know oh yeah no nah, that's for both of us that realm. yeah that, that that just killed it pretty much like yeah oh well like i I haven't listened to it since. I listened. I gave probably two, maybe three rotations. Yeah, I, I gave it about the same. I gave it about the same. Yeah, like ah, that's disappointing. But oh well. And yeah, I backed off of it. I was just, I was just like, I'm yeah. comfortable with being over here, working on what I'm working on. You know. Exactly. Like. Yeah. What are you listening to currently? Um, what has been. It's this one kid named, I think it's a Namir Blade. Mm. It's an album that just came out last week. He's on a mellow music group. It's interesting because he, he's around in his, sound like he's probably mid to early 20s. So he has like the sing-songy style that you would hear from a younger artist. But he he does everything himself. He did all the beats. All the rhymes, you know, singing, whatever the case may be. But it's, it's a really interesting project, especially from somebody in that age group, that I think he has sounds that are kind of somewhat current, 
but then you hear stuff that you would think you would hear from underground, like boom bap kind of artist, and he blends it all together. I was like, this is a interesting album. I can't really uh say I've heard something that interesting in a while. So okay, um, that uh, what else has been um. Oh, what's the dude's name? Oh, I forget his name that quick. Cambada. Uh album called LSD Lunar Solar Duality. Lunar Soul Duality? Uh yep. Lunar Solar Duality. Okay. Lunar Solar Okay. Yeah. Now this this guy is a um it's kind of hard to cry. He's very particular words and he's all about you know, rhymes and rhyme schemes. So imagine like how battle rappers do their whole rhyme scheme. You can see they probably sit there and take it. He kind of does that, but in full songs, there are songs that are like six minutes long. And he'll have something like called, song called Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And the whole rhyme scheme is the name Michael Jackson. So everything in that whole six minutes rhymes with Michael Jackson. Okay. <laughs> So he has those sounds. So he and he'll go through and talk about Michael Jackson's life and to his death, but all while rhyming Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Yeah, or yeah, like a song called LSD, and every word or every bar has LS and D in it. Mm. You know, what I'm saying? that's <laughs> so a lot of craftsmanship and penmanship. Uh, exactly. I think that's a form of writing too as well mm-hmm. i think uh i forgot i don't i'm not necessarily sure what it's called but i know certain writers used to do certain things like that and you would have to match up the actual lines to get the message that they were leaving in between all that right but that is a certain specific uh choice of writing and it takes a lot of patience and intricacy to do something like that as well i wonder what type of stuff that guy's into uh drugs i know for sure <laughs> <laughs> that that I know for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, LSD in real life. You ever read if that has something to do with it too? Yeah, he's a he's an interesting guy. Whenever you're back on listening to other stuff, I'll uh I'll send some stuff your way. <laughs> you might it'll find be, it interesting. It'll be a while because I'll probably start uh creating sometime soon. <laughs> oh yeah, so yeah, like I said, no no rush. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, there's something. You know, I get bored very quickly too when I'm listening to people uh, rhyme. I get, I get that. Yeah, I, get, <laughs> you know, I get very bored. You know, because it sounds like, oh, you're not really talking about nothing. Oh, I, I've heard that before. You know, that's how it comes across to me. And that's not to be arrogant or demean anybody's talent, but just for me, like I, I'm like a an ant on crack. You know, it don't take long for me to switch it up and, and do something else. You know. Yeah, uh, I feel that. You know, like, sound like that too. Like, oh, that's cool. Anyway, boop, on to the next one. You know, yeah. and I skip through the songs, and then it becomes a habit of skipping through because you're not hearing nothing. So, yeah, so, something yeah. I may have to work on, and maybe I don't have to work on it because it ain't my fault. You know, exactly. Yeah, it's what it is. I mean, you know, everybody has particular taste, or yeah. you kind of want to hear something, and if you don't hear it right away. On the next one, like next, next one. Uh, yeah, which, which is fine, you know. Streaming, you can 
go down a rabbit hole and check out all kind of random stuff forever. So, do you know what what who would be the top three producers that you would want to work with or watch work? Uh, Pete Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Dilla was alive, then Jay Dilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we'll put like an asterisk to that since he's uh no longer with us, but uh, it don't matter. Like you know, um, that and Q-tip. Q-tip, really? I didn't expect Q-tip. Why Q-tip? Yeah. Explain that. Think about it. Q-tip one produced all the Tribe albums. True. Right. True. <laughs> Mob Deep, the infamous. Q-Tip helped them produce that album. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I did not know that. Yeah, because if you remember, he's on one of them songs, and it seemed yeah. kind of weird. It was like, huh, why Q-Tip on this joint? Yeah. Because some find out he was helping them out in the studio. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm around. Let me help you get your drums right, and blah, blah, blah. Doggone Q-Tip, man. I mean, and... And if you listen to what he's done over the years, still ridiculous. He hasn't missed a step. You know, some people, as time goes on, you know, kind of start wavering a bit. Nah. And he's done even crazier stuff. I mean, he's working with Elton John and all these other. He's worked with Elton John, too? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that either, man. <laughs> tip, man. Tip, tip is the dude. Damn it, man. Elton John? That's, that's big just, time right there. <laughs> yeah, and that's just one of, of many. So, yeah, those three, I'll be straight. So, the Q-Tip, Dilla, and P-Rock. Yep. Why P-Rock? P-Rock. It's probably the sound I've chased my whole life. Really? <laughs> yeah, P-Rock. If you think, like, number one soul brother and everything else. Like the smooth joints that I like to do are based off Pete Rock. Okay. <laughs> so like the way he chops samples, the bass lines he puts over everything. And it's not like, even similar to Dilla's, a lot of arrangements aren't crazy, but it's just enough in there and it's played with a certain swing that is undeniable that you can hear them. Like you can listen to a loop, a Pete Rock loop where it's made two bars for four minutes and not be like, man, this is boring. Mm. They, they, there's some skill in that, you know, and just to be able to do that with samples or without, <clears throat> can't beat them, man. Word. Welcome to the party, man. So, what up, bro? What's going on, fellas? Can you How hear you me? Doing, my guy? Yep. I'm good, man. I just had a long day. Kind of overslept and shit. Yeah. Shit happened. I understand that. Yeah, man. Just doing that adult shit. Yeah. That's part of his life. Absolutely. I was just talking to Asia Smith about top three producers that who would you want to be in a room with and watch them work or learn from? Uh huh. Do you have three? Um, Dilla would be my first. I would want to uh, sit and study Dilla because his unorthodox method of uh, 
sampling arrangement and drum patterns. Um, high tech would be my number two. And uh, my third one will most likely probably be Eric Sermon. Eric Sermon? Yeah. Eric Sermon was pretty much the the dude that probably had the most gravity for me when I was a shorty as far as his beat production, you know what I'm saying? His, his arrangements, the way he sampled, like, just basic shit. He would make, like, straight bangers out of, like, the most basic, basic shit. Most of his beats was, like, like the soundtrack of my youth. Okay. Uh, what about with High Tech? High Tech, his sound was so distinct when he when I first heard him that out of everything that was out at the time, and it was a lot of heat at the time. His was like the most unique. I remember when I first heard, I heard a mixtape with some of his beats. I don't even remember whose mixtape it was. And I just kept going back to that particular song. And this is before I even realized he produced it. And the only reason why I kept going back to that song is just because of the way he, he layered his sounds. And this shit was so crunchy and, and, and it punched hard. And then I started like this following his sound and I realized that it was so distinct and unique for what it was, like the shit he did with Quali, the stuff he did for G Unit. I was like, there's no fucking way this dude shouldn't be like a, a household name. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when I think back, just hell the shit he did for G Unit alone was like I, it was different as fuck for, for their sound. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. You know, it was like sure. out of everybody who produced for them pretty much catered to their sound, but he made them rap to his beats. And he, he worked with Dr. Dre too at one point, didn't he? Yeah, he was part of his little the little beat team when they were even putting together the whole detox shit. He was in that, in that pool. You yeah, know? he did have a very di- distinct sound. Usually the top producers in the industry, they have one though, right? The Neptunes, like yeah. all those guys pretty much have their own unique sound, right? You know what though? The thing about that is, just in my years of studying, you can tell like who's influenced by who, or who was tutored, or or I wouldn't even say tutored. Once who's just brought up under a certain sound, they all have like a distinct range. So anybody who comes from the Minnesota background of uh, like uh, Prince, uh, the Time, anybody who came up, I would even say like Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, any in any era you will find something similar coming from that area. Same thing when, when it comes to like the Philly sound. You know what I'm saying? It all go back to like Gamble and Huff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Motown sound kind of still resonates with a lot of producers out of Detroit. That's why like Dilla kind of sticks out to me because he he's probably the one that you can hear that influence, but he, t- he flipped that shit on his head and made it his own. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was even like, I was telling somebody that even to this day, you can hear the the New Jack Swing influence and in Pharrell's music. Oh, yeah, that's for damn sure. You know what I'm saying? You can hear it in Timberland's music. It's just one of those things where it's, it's, it's in the DNA of the artists and where they come from. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's even like a real thing with like Chicago producers too. Like, People don't really realize, like... I was just about to ask you that. Who would, where, where would it have started with Chicago? For Chicago, like the Cadillac music era. Um, 
it's a lot of soul. That's where soul sampling really is. That's why it's so heavy and prevalent. And I would even I would even go as far as like if you take like the heavy, the heavy dark blues influences that kind of influence the, the drill scene. You know what I'm saying? And the, the overtones and shit like that. It's just one of those things like we kind of like we don't get away from it too far, even if we do travel. It's like it's one of those things where we it, it's just ingrained in us in some form or fashion. Yeah. And it kind of also for me personally, it my influences personally come from like all my, my life travels. Anywhere I've lived longer than fucking three years kind of influence my sound. If I if there's a sound to be had somewhere else. Okay. If that makes sense. No, it, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense because wherever you are, you start to pick up what's the vibe or the uh yeah. the engine yeah, energy, mm-hmm. the energy that you're around at the time, and then you just take right. it and add it to what you already have going on. Absolutely. Yeah, because I know when I was in in Memphis and a little bit of time I was down in Florida and then going over to the West Coast, you kind of just start to pick up certain things, not necessarily. Right. For me, because I don't do no beats, for, but for me, it was kind of like the way they may put words together or the actual right. slang that they would use. You know what I mean? You, you just pick that up and it'd be yep. it mesh it with what you already have. Yep. So yeah. I was also at, telling, asking him about projects. He said that he could put about put out a, a couple more for the year. What about yourself? Uh, with the whole mixing and arranging i probably have four complete okay that i consider to be complete but you know i'm always tinkering and you know i got a bad habit of doing that where it's like i go back and listen like damn that just don't sound right let me go back and change this or this just don't sound cohesive enough let me add something to this so it's i've got probably four that i'm i'm sitting on that I, that could probably go just on a personal level and it really like it's like two LPs and two EPs. Okay. And then we got the joints that you and I worked on. That the more I listen to it, it I, it's like it sounds like there's so much more that could be done to it. But that's just because I'm listening to it from a personal aspect, as opposed to just stepping outside of that and just having a business ear about it. Mm-hmm. I, I try not to have too much of a business ear about it, because then that makes me really criticize it. You know what I'm saying? Instead of letting the music kind of like just sit in its own, sit in its own pocket, I'm I'm trying to find ways to kind of like really just make it stand out. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with that to me. Um, if you, if there's something you ever want to share, you know, I'm I'm always open to ideas, criticism. So that that does that's never been a problem. Right. With are the for both of you guys, is there a top three rapper or MC that you would like to work with? Hmm. It doesn't even have to be mainstream. It could, it could be whoever. Hmm. Oh man! Oh, oh man, that's kind of heavy. Mainly yeah. because I don't, I'm not really checking for a lot of people. I'm, I'm like, there's a lot of people on my radar. You know what I'm saying? I just be listening to random stuff. Um. I'll go. I'll start off with uh, Benny the Butcher. Mm. Mm. I like to work with Benny. I, I just like the way he approached beats. Conway is like a go-to for anybody, but Benny just seemed to me, 
he just every time he get on a beat, he take off. Yeah, for sure. Every time. I feel like saying. for me when I hear Benny, I hear like the next best thing to Jay. And I just, that's not to disrespect or anything like that. But as far as that vein that he fits in, it, it's kind of right. like right there. But that's just me. You know, that's what I hear. Yeah, I I <clears throat> I could see that. I just feel like, excuse me, that he for me. It's something. It's it's it just sounds like what he's doing. It's been done before, but it's never been done like he's doing it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, and this kind of go back to a conversation we had some years ago about like niggas who be doing their own, they uh, they tribute to shit. You know what I'm saying? What niggas be doing that uh. That tribute rap, that tribute hip hop, where it's like, this go back to my my heyday. This go back to my golden era heyday. These niggas don't do that. These niggas just do what what fit them. Yeah, they just rap. They just mm-hmm. And shit. it just so happened the sound is reminiscent, you know. But but you listen to the content. You listen. I mean, the content is still raw and real, and it it, it has none of that. It not, it doesn't carry the baggage of a nigga who wish he was still there. Yeah, you're right. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It's them. Like, it's specifically them. Right. And next MC I probably would want to work with is, uh, hmm. Shit. I'm telling you, there ain't too many on my radar. It'd probably be, uh, Chica. She's dope. She's, uh, super dope, in my opinion. I feel like she, I feel like she's uh, probably getting buzzed for all the wrong reasons. I don't think people really respect her skill set, but they just respect the fact that she's a a female artist, and they're not really look they're not listening to what she's saying and looking at what she's doing and how she's putting more words together. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I would like to work with her strictly for the fact that I know that there's going to be some quality music coming out of her. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I could tell her work ethic is insane. I watched her tiny desk uh joint and she she easily probably like for me like a top three and one would be Mac Miller and the other one would probably be Quali who did a tiny desk. You know. My third one, I don't know, man. It's like it's it's a coin toss for for cats on that one, man. Because I I feel like I rap better than most of these motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm gonna keep it a buck, man. Yeah. Like I feel like I hear I hear shit people say, and I be like, "That's cool and all," but I use that metaphor better. Or I flip that on times way more detailed, and, and like I be like, mm, "That's cool." I'm glad you, you know, what I'm saying you got that off, but you know, uh, I listen to. I definitely don't want to like. I definitely don't want to like fall into my default MC bag where I'm just calling out all the usual suspects because it ain't even a matter of me wanting to work with them, but I know it'd be a, a good look. Like Royce would probably be an easy one to name. Right. You know I feel like saying? you would just go, go off anyway. And uh, yeah, but I'm like, for, let me think. It'd probably be uh, LZI would probably be my third one. Okay. Yeah, strictly because he's been like missing in action. I would love to see what he's cooking up. So you got a new one dropping Friday, though. Right. So we'll see what uh, we come up with. Absolutely. 
One, uh, let's see, novelist from Detroit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, video games, anime stuff. I mean, that's just a no-brainer, <laughs> you know, like right, right. much of that stuff I watch and games I play, like so it fit yeah, perfect. You know, yeah, so you know, I was like, come on. So at some point, definitely have to do that. And he's nice with, with, on the mic, so that that helps out a lot too. Um. After that, let's see. Who else? Uh, Rhapsody at some point. I think I could get a. Yeah, I mean, she got like fifteen hundred producers over there, but you know. Right, 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 <laughs> right. So kind of like breakthrough would be a little rough, but <laughs> I think I could come up with something decent with Rhapsody. Um. And third, uh, hmm. Pharaoh Monch. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. It's yeah. not that interesting. It's not that interesting. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, so, because I mean, Pharaoh, you don't know where Pharaoh Monch will end up taking whatever you <laughs> you end up yeah. uh, giving him. So, yeah. Exactly. You, exactly. Yeah, his imagination is. I could definitely see that. Uh, wide variety of range when it when it comes to Pharaoh Munch, you know. Yep. It yep. One way and then it could heat up very fast. Exactly. So. Yeah. You know, so some point, all all feasible. Yeah. But you know. All right over there. Yeah. Yep. All right, I'm taking me a drink of water real quick. Or question to y'all: Did y'all pay attention to this whole uh, situation with Breonna Taylor? Yeah. I didn't get uh, charged. Yeah, I mean, that... I didn't hear you. What you say, Sticks? Yeah, I followed it. It's my understanding they didn't charge anybody. Yeah. Well, nobody's going to get charged. No one's going to get charged. I think it's. Uh, yeah, not for that directly. Somebody huh? got charged. Somebody got charged. One guy came some... into the other house. Yeah, but it wasn't even, you know, so basically no one got charged, really. But yeah. It, it is. Was... Right. But it's what I expected, though. I mean, I didn't, I didn't expect anything different. Yeah. Like, so why it was an indirect they? reaction. It was an indirect response to what people have been requesting. You, yep. I kind of felt it was going to yeah. go that way. It's kind of one of settlement. Yeah, I did too. Unfortunately, um, yeah. Once they kind of like put the money on the table, yeah, kind of changes. It just shifts the approach. Yeah, once the money gets involved, you're basically co-signing that. You know. Or you're submitting to this to the situation and say, "Hey, I just walk away from it. I'll take the money and I'll shut up." Uh, I could be wrong. I don't necessarily know. I'm not a lawyer, but uh, from what I was told, you know, once they put money in front of you, the district attorney or whoever it is, they come in and with they the start money. talking that shit to you. They yeah. talk that shit to you like you know it's not going to bring her back. Yeah, you know she's not going to come back. You may as well get some peace of mind and yeah. move blah, on. Blah blah. Yeah. 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 
But the thing about those NDAs is once you take it, you know, that's it. And then at right. any point you ever say anything, they can take the Go money on. back. You know, so. mm-hmm. God bless the family. I don't know why they did that. I'm not sure what the reason was. Um, if it was under their own mind and influence or if it was coaxed, if they were coaxed into doing that. But um, God bless that family and everything that they were Absolutely. It's a, yeah. it's a shitty situation and all too often we see those not just in Kentucky, but everywhere, you know? Everywhere, bro. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You know, I was one, it's like, it's just an ongoing, it's an ongoing thing. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy, though, when you think about it in context of, like, all the work that goes into bringing us to this point since the Civil Rights Act was signed. Yeah. It's like every effort to kind of, like, undermine what that work meant has been put into place to kind of like bring us to this very moment right here. And uh, I had this conversation with somebody, this white guy, young white guy, probably like 33 years old, who has like absolutely no point of reference, no context at all about any of it because he has no reason to. Right. He was talking and uh, I just asked him, I said, what did you, I said, what did you learn uh, in the month of February when you were in school? And he said, we, we, we learned about uh, Martin Luther King and the civil rights era, but it was like we touched on it briefly and then moved on to other things. I said, I'm not surprised by that. I told him, I said, uh, you guys probably were taught that uh, once all that stuff was taken care of and that bill was signed, then racism pretty much just went away, huh? He said, to some extent, yeah. He said, uh, it took me to actually become an adult to realize that all of that was bullshit. I said, yeah, by that time, it's a little too late. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. I like for me, I told him straight up, I said, for me, I've been aware of this shit my whole life. I said, I've been groomed to understand and, and, and examine this shit from a real perspective. So I'm always prepared. And that's why we had this, this tense uh, relationship with race right now in 2020, where we probably, where, where the rest of the world is looking at us like we fucking idiots. But what they don't realize is that we living on that fucking ancient Indian burial ground. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? This shit is haunted, dude. There's no, there's no good that ever comes out of this. We haven't had a moment of peace since we stepped foot on this motherfucker. So I don't expect to have one tomorrow. No. You know what I'm saying? It's like for for that family to experience what they experienced and for it to play out the way it did with the campaign that the public has been given on her behalf. It's like part for the fucking course, dude. You know what I'm saying? We get behind so many different movements and and keep getting reminded that don't nobody hear us. Don't like a fuck. Like, nigga, what you gonna do though? That's what they keep saying. What you gonna do about it, nigga? Like, look at this bag of money. Look at this bag of money. We're gonna hand this to the family. What y'all gonna do when we when they take this bag of money? They want it. You know they want it. You know what I'm saying? You know they want this money. And I and I'm I'm on not I'm not laughing because it's it's funny. It's the real. It's the realism yeah. of it, right? And it's like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna hand them this bag right in front of you. What you gonna do about it? What you gonna do? They, you yeah. know they take yeah. it, right? They gonna you take. No, they want it because because if I yeah. gave it to you, you would want it. You will take it. You ain't gonna ask no questions. You'll go out and buy you some Jordans and a Cadillac. You know I'm saying you'll go get the yep. biggest, you'll get the biggest TV they got at Best Buy. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You'll go to Cancun because that's that's where niggas go when they go on vacation. You know what I'm saying? They go to Tulum. They go to Cancun. 
know what I'm saying? That's what it is. So like we don't have. I think what it is also, man. We've been we've been so busy trying to get in the game of what it is they set up that every time we score a point, they already change the rules and move the goalpost. Yeah, yeah, they just move the goalpost. You see what I'm saying? So like mm-hmm. we want we 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 measure our success. We measure our success based on what we see them doing, and it's all subconscious. You know what I'm saying? We want what we consider to be a good job, and we try to fit in because we want to be at peace. And there is no opportunity for that because they don't give a fuck, dude. Yeah, they don't give a fuck as long as, as, long as we trying to add up to their their goals. You know what I mean? We, yeah. we keep trying to get a. We don't have any goals. We keep trying Our to get goal a is to just, somebody that's oppressing. Yeah. And it's like, how are you trying to get a pat on the back from the person that's keep that keep kicking you in your ass the whole time? And what you should yeah. be coming together with the people that's around you. To make sure that everybody else gets a pat on the back and they are all pushed forward. And and that's the I mean, biggest that's one of the biggest kicks in the ass for us as we continue to to deal with this shit year after year, day after day, week after week, month after month. At every turn, if you take into account that every opportunity we have to turn nothing into something, we turn that that nothing into to a diamond, we turn it into a gold brick, we turn it, you see what I'm saying? We we turn it into we turn to like massive wealth for them. Like you take, uh, you take shit, the way we prepare food. There's a whole, their whole fucking, their whole TV shows on, on the food channel strictly based on what we do. Yeah, how we but they got white, But they got white people doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you take, uh, hell, I would even just, just look at country entertainment music. in general. Country music. Entertainment in, yeah, all this yeah. shit, dude. Every every aspect we have, we are, we are the, the influence. We are we're we're the center of it all. Yeah. And what they do is they let us they let us refine it. Then they take it and polish it up and sit it on their mantle. Yeah, and then they call it main. And they tell us go pop or something. And they're like, now get your ass out there, nigga, and do something else. Make us oh. something else. Yep. Yep. Keep going. Keep dancing. You know what I'm saying, like shit. If you take they they destroyed they they destroyed the. the the community blamed it on us and took it back from us so they could gentrify it. That's what they do everywhere. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's a parasite mentality. Very true. You know but how do you like the, the question then moving forward is is like when this shit happens again, when one of us is wrongfully murdered at the hands of police, because I think it's is that's a very important keynote to actually, you know, focus on the, the the job of a cop and the position that they're in where they put we're at their mercy per se. When that particular crime happens again against us, what do we do? Cause I mean, yeah, you got you got uh the young boy who shot shot those people in, in uh Wisconsin, you got all these random uh citizens committing these crimes. Hell, you even got us commit crimes against each other. Those crimes kind of speak to a larger narrative, but when you when you hone in on the actual job of a cop, and, you, and once you know the history, when people actually get to learn the history of what police officers are, then you start to have to ask more critical questions about what do we do as a people to stand up against it and how do we do it? Because I think we've been, we've been following this same traditional approach to it, and that shit is a long walk to nowhere. Yeah. You know and what I'm saying? We thought were... Yeah. Uh, going to help us had already been bought off and paid for. You know, right. So We've been looking for... Circling, they had us circling the wagons the whole time. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's like, and we're, we become kind of predictable when it comes to our our reaction to these things. It's almost like they can they can say, all right, now cue the screams and the cries, cue the hashtags. All right, mm -hmm. all right, put, put the background music in. All right, uh, we're gonna do a fundraiser next. Get these celebrities to speak on it. All that old shit. Then we go right back to where we are. Shit calms down. It is such a it's such a a pattern, right? We yeah. march, we do all this stuff, we ride, and then when we think we've done enough, you know, we go right, back right. to what we were already doing, which is, it, it isn't conducive to us moving forward. It's the same shit that we've been doing for 40, 50 years, and no one is sitting around game planning or talking to, you know, each community or neighborhood or anything else to make sure we change it. And along with what you said, right, so the cops or the marshal service was originally started some, some time ago when they had when they first introduced slavery, right? So that mm -hmm. was their job, to round us up if ever we tried to escape and do all this other stuff. They would rape, rape us, hang us, do all that shit, but before they hung us, right? They would beat mm -hmm. us, hurt us, maim us, uh, mangle us, rape us, and then finally hang the man or the woman, and then slit them at over. The, slit yeah, them that would be at the order them. of the, whoever, own, whoever the slave owner was would give the order to go ahead and kill them. Correct. Correct. If you find them, kill them. You ain't necessarily got to bring them back, but just let me know that you call them. And we right. definitely know in certain situations they ain't always get the right person because that's the nature of, of shitty right. fucking people, right? Right. Yeah. Um, even to this day, I think there needs to be uh, more accountability for us. You know, we love, I think in a certain situations, we love too much. We love too much, but we hate our own. We, we, we're hyper-forgiving. We're forgiving yeah. to a fault. Yeah, but we hate our own, though. You understand what I'm saying? So we hate our own. I, I knock six down for a dollar, but I make sure I pick up to the ten dollars for that guy and I make sure I give it to him. You dig what I'm saying? And in those yeah, situations, if a murder is going to happen, you know, I, I'm not suggesting it, but I know among certain people in certain um, cultures, kill one of mine, I'm going to kill one of yours. Right. Mm -hmm. you know I mean? And all certain cultures, they say it's an eye for eye. I'm not saying that necessarily, but it goes back to what you were saying. What are we going to do? Because this could, this continues to happen. If you look at it statistically, right. uh, we're shot, what, 1,900 to 1,000 every year by police officers? Yep. It's like 2015 or something like that, if you look at it. It's not a, it's not a coincidence. And no, it's not why, a coincidence. The reason why, though, is because there are no checks and balances. We can't, we can't tell the cops to police themselves. It's, that's, that's, that's stupid. And it's also when you got a situation where there there is no there's no standard for entry. You know what I'm saying? I know a nigga, I know a lot of GDs who are cops. I know a lot of BDs and Moles who are cops. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And how is that any different than a, a, a white supremacist joining the police force? Any any form of corruption is corruption, bro. You know what I'm saying? It all depends on who the target of that corruption is, and you know who the target usually is. Yeah, you see what I'm saying, and really, at this rate, if you really want to examine it even further, because we only have to, we only view it from the lens that we 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 have priv privilege to. If you take it from take it even further, it's it's deeper than just what's happening to us. It's just it's how systemic this this corruption really is, because it's, it's an attack on poverty. You know what I'm saying? We're the face of we're the fucking we're the poster child for poverty. In their eyes, but if you take it into like a large scope, there are 
poor people of every demographic being affected in some form or fashion by this shit because every time we take an L, they take an L. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody, it ain't nobody who make the same type of money I make experiencing this shit the way somebody who's making way less money than me experiencing this shit. You know what I'm saying? It don't even care. It don't even matter what your racial background is because if my if we all live in the same fucking neighborhood, and and I get murdered on the block, the whole block gonna feel it. Yeah, because everybody you see what I'm saying? everybody knows you. Exactly. And, and Whether I could be on the block, could be you the next person could be one of them. Yeah, yeah. Granted, there are some white people who will necessarily get a pass, but. It, and they always and they always try to kind of like tack on the whole. Well, if you carry yourself a particular way, blah blah blah. That's happen. bullshit. That's absolute bullshit because bullshit. And, they're and not. They're not. The term is, but you're making you're making excuses for the direct racism and the direct shit that we experience. You know what I mean? You're deflecting. You're deflecting from what's actually happening. Yeah, that's, that's just like telling me all lives matter. Well, if they did, bitch, how did we get to this fucking point? You know? Exactly. It's like telling me about. Um, the Constitution or whatever it is, say that all men are created equal. Well, if it did, bitch, how did we get to how this get here? point? And, and keep in mind, we weren't even considered men until like 55 years ago. So that was... Yeah, yeah right. that part, right? Because we were mm-hmm. three fifths of a human being uh, according to certain people. But it was okay to fuck us. It was okay to fuck right. our, our women and rape the men, buck break them, right? So they right. did we all were, that we stuff. Were, we were outright livestock. Yeah. When Thomas right. Jefferson was fucking his slaves, so he would if he were if he was fucking his slaves, he was fucking his horses too. Then, right? Oh, we know that bestiality. <laughs> yep. Hold on, man. These are things that they do not talk talk about. <laughs> and like, why would you? But it was happening. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, we were three fifths of a human being. You know, we were considered livestock and all that other shit. You know, we had no rights, and that's that was a plan to keep us that way, right? Because uh, was it slave code back in the 1619 when they invented that whole situation? Right. And so, even when you're trying to explain it to people who don't necessarily understand it and you get that deep into the conversation, they're thrown back by it and they're, you know, they're, they're taken back by it because they're like, well, that couldn't have happened. And it's like, how could it not have happened? We're here. Right. We're still here dealing with it. Like, what do you mean? I hate, the, I hate the part of the conversation where they say, well, why you keep on bringing up the past? Why you got to keep going into race? My thing is like, dude, if you look at all the fucking major ingredients in the situation, it comes back to that all the time. We can, the we time. Can point out, time. I, you, can, you can always point out instances and, and, and uh, elements that relate to now, and they're still going to trace back oh, to the yeah. past because guess what? They're the ones that won't let us, let us just live. Yeah, it's going to always come back to that every time. Dude, the most crimes committed, most crimes are committed against their own people. Criminals commit crimes against their own people because of access. White people are, are afraid of us, not because of what we might do to them in the moment of, uh, of access to them, but out of revenge for shit that they've done to us anyway. So their, their fear is already like incomprehensible, but they, they rationalize it to themselves every day. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They think that one day a nigga just gonna snap and air out a whole fucking movie theater because that's what they would do. Yeah, but that's not a really. You know what I'm saying? They basic take care of our people. Their 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 basic premise of fear is really based on what they know about themselves. They know that they've ingrained this this level of hatred 
so deep that there, it makes no sense that we won't snap. But how many instances, if you take John Muhammad and Chris Dorner out of the equation, how many, how many instances in history have we just fucking blown the fuck up and did some wild shit? It's very few. Very, very few. But Nat, Nat Turner and all those guys from it, right? And right, I just named two motherfuckers. And those right. are the two most... <laughs> <laughs> those are just the... You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Christopher Dorner had a manifesto, and he, he outlined the reason behind his actions. You know what I'm saying? His his wasn't even about us. It, it was about his, his mistreatment. You know what I'm saying? John Muhammad did what he did with Lee, Lee Boy Malvo, and it was outlined why he did what he did. There, and none of it said, man, this is for the 500 years of fucking mistreatment of my people. None of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, that shit's like, this is because of the way I fucking feel. Yeah, exactly. So that, that, should, that should automatically absolve all that bullshit that they think. But they're, they're still going to keep on doubling down on that bullshit that they think because they know that what they would do is this. Yeah, you know and the saying? crazy part is is that when they're trying to make it seem like they, they, you know, they're against it or they're speaking against it, they always let you know that they really that they really are speaking for it. They do let you yeah. know. Like it's, yeah. it's very plain. All you gotta do, if you ain't no fool, you ain't stupid. All you gotta do is listen. All you gotta do is just listen. Just listen to what a person tell you. No, all lies matter. Or you know what? No, blue lies matter too. Blue lies are a fucking uniform. I can't take this shit off. Exactly. I can't take this shit off. Bro. This shit don't come off. My, my favorite. And I wouldn't want to take this shit off either. So. Fuck that. My favorite one is, oh, I don't see color. I wasn't raised to see color. And yeah, I'm well, like, everybody you know, be walking like, around looking like a fucking clown if that was the truth. I'm like, that's the problem. I'm like, I need you to see my color. I need you to recognize the differences in our in our aesthetic so you can respect it more. If you tell me you don't see color and all you see is my humanity, I'm like, get the fuck out of here, dude. I see yeah, your white. bullshit because those young brothers uh, down south did the experiment where the white boy walked down the street with the uh, mm-hmm. AR on his, on his shoulder. Yeah. Nothing mm-hmm. happened to him. They said, all right, I'm gonna have my friend come out and do it. The black guy walked down the street, all the, all the police cars showed up. Had him on a car, threw him on the ground, all that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, come because, on, man. Bullshit. Like, yeah. Because they fear, they fear that <laughs> one day, that one nigga gonna air that motherfucker out. That's it. Yep. That's it. That's it. The black man's dick. That's it. They, they, want, they, they want so bad for us to react. Because that's then, that's I, gonna, I, yeah, I ain't gonna, you know, gonna initiate that. That's gonna that's gonna confirm all their fears. They're gonna say, "I told you, those niggas are gonna rise up." Mm-hmm. You know because they expect I told us you. to do what they've done. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They like because history because history speaks for itself. Yeah. They know that historically these are things that they have done. We these have pillaged. We have hurt. We have maimed. We have we have just degraded people all over the earth. And at some point, it's got to be them. It got to be them, right? You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Hey, this is this shit is about to turn off in a minute and forty five seconds. Okay. Oh, yeah, Does it show up on you guys? Yeah, I just see it up there I now. Yeah. yeah. And I want y'all to know, man, I appreciate you guys taking out the time. Ain't no uh, problem, brother. I love you, brothers, man. I appreciate you guys getting on here with me. Appreciate you letting you me guys do music and hang out with you guys each and every time yeah. we do get a chance to link up, man. It's always a pleasure to be around y'all. I appreciate yeah, you guys' yeah. wisdom and, and passion and artistry as well. Hey, well, man. Appreciate reaching out, man. Yeah. yeah thanks for the invite. We're going to do this again soon. Yeah, we can do that. We can schedule another one. Um, yeah. 
they, I think they want me to pay for it now because of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they trying to sneak it in on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. So, uh, though, um, I appreciate Zoom. Hopefully, they, they, they the services are acting better and my internet because my last few interviews are all messed up, bro. Nah, damn. Or, yeah, it yeah. was all like bouncing around. It was freezing up and shit. But um, I'm gonna get off here. I'm just I'm gonna end it, and then we can. Hold on, cancel.